and welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? What the bleep are they talking about? I have no idea. Oh, uh, yes, I do, actually. We have two articles about the economy. Right. Interesting stuff. Yes. Um, our first article goes into uh, the new, or I guess the old unemployment benefits that are going to expire from the pandemic. The unemployment benefits. So. Yeah, I guess the, the old ones. Not yeah. the new $300 a month if you have a child benefits yeah those are continuing mm-hmm. um but the i suppose extra 300 dollars that people have been getting due to the pandemic right which i wish i could have taken advantage of that yeah yeah that would have been nice 300 extra bucks well i think what what was it people were making 16 bucks an hour mm-hmm. and i don't think that was in every state because i know some states didn't take the unemployment benefits mm-hmm. or they what they they stopped some of them stopped it. early right but for um, those who were they were getting something like 16 bucks an hour yeah which is crazy but before we get started make sure you like and subscribe and comment down below if you hate something we said <laughs> or you love something we said we like those comments a lot more and make sure to uh, ring the bell so you get notifications Down every time bell. we post Um, All right. So despite rise in COVID cases, pandemic unemployment benefits set to expire. What's next? What is next? Should they get jobs? (laughs) Is that what happens when your unemployment runs out? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's like we always come back to. So I'll just go ahead and start it early. Like we know all of these problems are multifaceted and will require tons and tons of like different approaches Mm -hmm. to fix them. But I know one of the main arguments was, like, if you're making more on unemployment, then the jobs are going to pay you. Mm -hmm. Duh. Right. Why would you go back to work? Why would you go back to work? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, there were two ways they could have gone there. They could have increased wages or dropped the unemployment benefits. So I I guess they went with that. I could go on a tangent about that. You could. Because people say, like, okay, great. This is your time. This is your time, workers, to rise up and demand higher wages. Okay, fine, fine. But then the price of the product product is going to go up as well, and then all of a sudden, your Pizza Hut pizza is going to be like twenty four bucks, right? If you're doubling, my Pizza the, Hut pizza was already twenty four. Is it bucks. really twenty? I don't know. It was like thirty that day. I was trying to order it. But and anyway, you have to offset your expenses, so. One way to do that is to increase the price of your products if you're now paying your your employees more. And that's why I say it's very multifaceted. I mean, do people need more money? Obviously, because they want to live and work and survive Mm -hmm. in in the areas. I mean, your your solution is always, well, just move somewhere where where prices are lower. But not everybody can or wants to do that. So I think if you want to survive and do the best thing for your family, you would take that chance to go somewhere where you can live and thrive. But then, like, Montana's going to be full and Orlando, Florida's going to be barren. There are 50 states. No one wants to live in the Midwest. Those are empty states. The The housing price is really low. Um, and your and your wage gets you a lot more. It has a lot more value out there. Of course, not everyone wants to live in the Midwest. I don't know why. It is beautiful. It is quiet. It is serene. Yeah, I moved from beautiful and quiet and middle of nowhere and serene to to this crazy place so well that's on you um (laughs) anyway as i always say my disclaimer very very a lot more than just one thing going on and it will take a lot more than just one thing to fix it but 
Um, anyway, here we go, getting into the article. Um, despite the ongoing challenges of managing COVID-19 and its variants, one thing is certain. $300 per week federal unemployment payments are coming to an end. 26 states have already cut off federal pandemic unemployment benefits. That's actually a lot. That provide an additional $300 weekly an additional $300 weekly payment, citing a surplus of available jobs. But more than 9 million workers were jobless as of June 2021, according to the Labor Department. And with the virus refusing to release its grip on the economy, will workers be able to find and retain jobs into the fall? Here's what's at stake for out-of-work Americans with one month until the jobless benefits end on September 6th. There's little chance of extending the unemployment benefits, which they've extended a few of the other programs that we've talked about, like the student loans uh, mm -hmm. pause has extended, and then they did finally manage to come up with something for the eviction moratorium. Right. So. Which, from what I hear, it's unconstitutional, but. Well, they'll they'll probably get that <laughs> taken care of. Then. Uh, the expiration of the federal government's $300 weekly boost comes at less than ideal at a less than ideal time for workers in many parts of the country. Breakthrough COVID-19 cases are rising, and the CDC has reversed its guidance on wearing masks in indoor or crowded spaces. Although no large-scale economic shutdowns have been announced, people who are looking for work or who have just returned to the job market may be feeling anxious about their financial stability. Since many have already exhausted their state benefits, a wave of people will lose unemployment benefits completely once the federal bonus expires. Self-employed and gig workers who will lose pandemic unemployment insurance, PUA, benefits that were created in 2020 don't have state programs to fall back on. President Biden has said it makes sense for jobless benefits to expire in early September. But even without the threat of the Delta and other variants, ending the boost doesn't mean the economy is set up for smooth sailing after that. Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome Powell admitted last week that the labor market has a ways to go to make up for last year's losses. While he said factors like caregiving needs, pandemic fears, and availability of unemployment payments should wane in the coming months, it's unclear how soon the economy will move more toward full employment. The expanded child tax credit and the eviction moratorium that was recently extended thanks to a last-ditch effort may prop up some families from still feeling uncertain. There has been no chatter from Congress about further unemployment benefits, and with only half of states on board to retain the benefits through their full term in the first place, it's unlikely there would be support from lawmakers in those states to pass any sort of extension. My thought is, if you're extending the eviction moratorium, isn't that technically giving people unemployment? Because if you're saying you don't have to pay your rent for, what is it, two months now? They extended it for? I think so. That's at least, maybe, let's say, 1200 bucks a month. So essentially, you're getting the same amount as you yeah, were on your unemployment. A week. I mean, you're getting less because now you're not getting the unemployment, but you're getting the eviction moratorium, whereas <laughs> before you were getting both. But you're still getting about 1200 bucks a month, which is still pretty good. Yeah. And if you have a child, then you're getting that additional hundred bucks. Yeah. So I don't think these people are out completely. They're still getting something. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit less, so it seems like it's waning them or weaning them off to, to go find the job. Yeah. But maybe it's good that, like you said, the, the eviction moratorium didn't get canceled, although it, it may yet. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, kind of weaning, like tapering off, okay, cutting this off, then cutting this off, and then. Well, that's the thing. I don't see why they had to extend anything. I think they had plans to cut it off in the first place, and mm -hmm. everyone was prepared for that. So that should have been like the the kickstart to get them out looking for jobs or, or preparing for what comes after. 
I think it creates more uncertainty when you extend it because now you're thinking like, okay, great, great. They'll extend it again. Yeah. And then they'll extend it again. Yeah. Like with the student loans, they've said like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. January 31st. That's it. No more. So I don't know about that because they said that about October. Did they? Were they? Were they that certain? Well, they. I'm gonna say that they were that certain. Mm-mm. They didn't have any. I don't know because they said it was up to Joe Biden. They said it was up to Congress. So. I don't know. I think it exacerbates the problem. I think it cr- makes it more uncertain when you continue to extend things. Because I don't think that forces you to plan. That forces you to cross your fingers. And hope it continues. Yeah, yeah. um, States that have cut benefits have backed up their decisions with anecdotes of worker shortages to push people back to work. But early cutoff data doesn't validate those claims. Analysis from workforce management from UKG reported states that ended benefits in June saw half the shift growth, a measure of the number of worker shifts completed in July versus states where the unemployment boost has continued. Another report from payroll company Gusto found that employment growth was similar for states that retained the benefits versus cut them off. The slower-than-anticipated job growth, especially in states that have ended benefits early, indicates a disconnect between the jobs available and what workers are looking for. Since its bureau data from early July indicated that only about 9% of those currently out of work were in that situation because they didn't want to work. The unemployment rate, which is well known to undercount the number of people out of work, is still at 5.9% ahead of Friday's jobs report for July. What's next for workers? While it's anticipated the July jobs report will show improvement, Lindsay Owens, executive director of the Progressive Groundwork Collaborative, warns the improvement isn't expected to be large. It's likely to indicate we're settling into a slow labor market recovery, she says. And that slow recovery could be amplified by the end of the unemployment benefits come September. Unemployment payments allow recipients to contribute to the economy by spending on things like housing, groceries, child care. And although the child tax credit expansion boosts income for some households, it may not fill a widespread spending gap that could start to snowball once unemployment benefits run out. September's benefits cutoff is likely to have the worst outcome for black and brown workers who face higher rates of long-term unemployment. The historic inequities in the labor market will be laid even more bare, Owens says. So their argument is that there's not enough open jobs, but by giving unemployment, it will create more jobs by, because they're spending more money. So if they've been collecting unemployment for 18 months, where are those jobs that should have been created because of the unemployment benefits that would have increased their spending? Yeah. So I don't know how much I agree with that. Mm. I do know that our next article does indicate that, um, where is it? The number of jobs increased to about a million jobs um, during July and there's an interesting statistic and it's something like um, 61.7% of people are either working or looking for work which means 39% of people are not even looking for work um, so I, I assume that includes uh, stay at home moms and dads yeah. who, who can't go back to work um, but I'm sure a portion of that is also people who are just refusing to go back to work like we talked about it in another video. I mean, you'll always have those people. Right. So. I mean, that's the question. How many people are taking advantage mm-hmm. of the unemployment benefits and how many people actually need them? 
can we answer that? I don't think we can. I mean, not with the data that we have, but I think that's the important point here. I, I think they're giving the unemployment benefits, assuming that everyone is good-hearted people who aren't going to abuse the system. Well, you have to. Right. You have but, to assume that. But we that. know that's not true. We do, but if if you go into everything and say, well, people are just going to suck and abuse it, then mm -hmm. you become me. So but Here's an interesting point, too. Um, people who make more on unemployment are not, or probably not working jobs that they like or think that they're career worthy, right? Like no. working at Cracker Barrel or working as a waiter or a waitress or working at GameStop. Yeah. Why would they even want to go back to work? Like, it's not like you and me who has like, um, you know, like a, we went to college for a particular career or like a plumber who actually has a career. A skill. And a, yeah. Right. That's their these are our passions mm -hmm. we like doing it we want to go back to work because that's who we are but if i'm working at gamestop i don't care if i go back to work or not yeah it's not my career it's not my dream mm -hmm. to give people 10 cents for their games they're trying to t turn in that's not your dream <laughs> i feel like that dream. i feel like that's a good dream so if that's all i have going for me why would i not take advantage of the un unemployment benefits yeah absolutely but anyway, uh, so we have this article from MarketWatch, and it's from August 6th. So what is that, just yesterday? Yesterday. And the U.S. adds 943,000 jobs, and unemployment sinks to 5.4%, signaling Delta isn't a downer for the economy. Which actually, I would be very curious to see what the, what the um, oh, what is it, GDP is for each state. Right, mm -hmm. comparing the 26 states that ended their unemployment and the, the 24 that did not. Yeah. Because I do know that during the pandemic, Florida's GDP was doing better than California because, of course, we didn't have all the lockdowns. Um, but let's see. So the, the numbers, the U.S. created a robust, robust 943,000 jobs in July in a sign of economic recovery gained... Uh, in a sign, the economic recovery gained steam and withstood the latest assault from the coronavirus arising from the highly contagious Delta strain. But if they're creating jobs, I, I don't know how good that number is, right? So you've created jobs. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that those jobs are filled or that people are, are taking those jobs. But yeah. the increasing... Uh, the increase in hiring last month, the biggest in nearly a year, easily exceeded Wall Street's estimate. Economists polled by the Wall Street Journal had forecasted 840,000 new jobs. And this is what I said in our other videos. Remember, we, we've talked about this before and how they're always overestimating. Like yeah. they've overestimated for like the last six months and it makes them look terrible. Yeah. I wonder if they're I wonder what their real estimate was, and then, like, at the board meeting, they're just like, okay, guys. <laughs> like, double it. Yeah, no, divide it. Divide, divide it. it. <laughs> Make it smaller. So whatever it is, it sounds a lot better. <laughs> uh, privately owned businesses added 703,000 employees last month, mostly at restaurants, hotels, and other providers of leisure and entertainment. Government payrolls also rose by 240,000, making the strong gain in employment last month look a bit better than it really was. The increase largely, largely reflects seasonal swings in education whose ups and downs have been exaggerated by the pandemic. 
the unemployment rate fell sharply to a fresh pandemic low of 5.4% from 5.9% in June. Yet the official rate likely underestimates true unemployment by two or three percentage points. More encouraging, the percentage of people either looking for work or working rose to 61.7% in July. Like I said, 39% of those people, or 38.3, were not looking for work. Mm -hmm. The so-called labor force participation rate has been depressed since last summer, with millions of previously employed Americans still missing from the workplace. I should go back to this. So they mentioned that 703,000 employees were, were added to restaurants, hotels, and leisure and entertainment. So I think those are the people we were talking about before who don't really want to go back to work. Yeah. So that's good news, that they went back. I am curious, in what states did they go back? Mm -hmm. Did they go back to work in states that ended their unemployment? Or was it in states who still had employment? Yeah, that because would be interesting numbers. I know, I think that would be a good indicator of are the... Probably the, the 26 states that ended it. Probably, probably. Because why, again, why else would you want to go back to work yeah. there? At GameStop of all places. Yeah. Arby's. Arby's. I've never been to an Arby's. And she looks far too happy to be working at Chipotle. Oh, I do not have that. Oh, oh you don't oh, have that a, picture? Yeah. Well, you know, I've gotten really good during the pandemic of smiling with my eyes, but not my mouth behind the mask. So maybe that's what she's doing. She's like, <laughs> she's just hurry like, up and take the picture. <laughs> so many economists predict more people will rejoin the labor force in the fall after schools reopen and extra federal benefits put in place during the pandemic expire. A lack of labor is partly holding back an otherwise robust U.S. economic recovery. That's like the, the, the key facet to the economy is people working. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many jobs you have. It matters how many people are, are working. Are actually doing them. Right, and contributing to, to, to the economy. Yet some are more doubtful. They contend many of the jobless either lack the skills companies want or don't live in areas where demand for workers is greatest. A wave of up to 2 million retirements during the pandemic have added to the labor shortfall. Yeah. But don't people retire every year? They do, but how many people were like, okay, well, you know, guess this is a great time. Okay, but wait, hold on. Two million people retired during the pandemic, which wouldn't that indicate that there's at least then two million open positions that were created during the pandemic? Yeah. Perhaps. Or did companies look and go, all right, well, you know, we've been, we've been meaning Close to get them out and anyway. <laughs> So maybe, maybe we, we can just let this young worker do the job of two instead right. of hiring somebody else and pay know. them their same salary. The U.S. stock market opened higher after the jobs data was published. The report is unlikely to nudge the Federal Reserve to speed up its plans to withdraw its support for the economy. But it puts the central bank one step closer. The big picture? The economy is still expanding at a rapid pace, and so far it hasn't suffered much from the rise of the more contagious Delta strain of COVID. I think because people don't care yeah. anymore. They're just like, you shut us down for, what, 18 months? Yes, yeah, we're, we're good. We're done. Um, 
Arby's is like, get off my back. We are back in business. We are selling the beef. I just, I just need people to, to come put this cheese on. Uh, but the economy could grow faster and recover more quickly if more people went back to work. See, we were ahead of the article. Mm-hmm. People working helps the economy. But will they? That's the million-dollar question. The U.S. is still almost six million jobs short of its pre-crisis peak, and the working age population has also grown. Many companies have increased pay or offered other incentives to attract workers, but that hasn't been enough to persuade even more people to rejoin the labor force. Wages have risen a generous 4% over the past year, although we did read that one article that said because of inflation, depending on what you're purchasing, your real wage might have decreased by 2% Mm -hmm. or something around there. At the current rate of hiring, the U.S. won't regain all the jobs lost, at least until early 2022. Key details. The increase in hiring was led, as it has been for months, by companies that cater to the renewed desire by Americans for leisure, travel, and entertainment. Bars and restaurants added 253,000 new workers in July. Hotels added 74,000 employees. And arts and entertainment companies increased payrolls by 53,000. Service-oriented companies boosted employment by 659,000 last month, a bit lower than the 724,000 increase in June, uh, perhaps a cautionary sign. And then construction companies added 11,000, manufacturers 27,000. It's just going to list all the jobs that were added. And so so many numbers. Right. But, I mean, I think that's just indicative of things getting back on track. Right? Yeah. Um, Like, if, if companies feel like they're allowed to open up, if these restrictions on capacity and whatnot are lifted, they're able to bring in more people into their into their stores, they're allowed to increase the number of of people working there and whatnot. Uh, The size of the labor force grew by a quarter of a million last month, but it's still not nearly enough to make a dent in the problem of so many open jobs and too few workers to fill them. Didn't they say earlier on in this that there weren't enough jobs? Did they? I thought they did. I thought they did. Something like that. I didn't want to question it, but then I read that sentence, and I'm like, well, which is it? Which is it? It can't be both. Right. I'm I'm of the opinion that there's enough jobs but not enough people are looking for work Mm, yeah right which is why they're increasing the wages to incentivize people to come i know there's enough jobs because literally every if there weren't enough jobs they'd be they would not be increasing the price to incentivize people to come they would be decreasing the price because Uh they know that jimmy over here needs a job and he's competing against five other people who also need that job right but jimmy is willing to work for eight dollars an hour whereas everyone else wants ten so they decrease the price because they know Jimmy's going to take it. But, I mean, every fast food restaurant that you pass on the road, like, giant signs outside, mm-hmm. now hiring, $15 an hour. Right. Get your, you know, incentive. Open, in, you know, Even interviews. I saw, um, I saw an ad, and Starbucks is offering to pay your, your tuition outright. Good for Starbucks. I'm sure you have to work there for some amount oh, of time. Yeah. Um. But, but that's a draw to get more people in. Mm-hmm. And Chick-fil-A offers a ton of benefits. Mm-hmm. So Because they know that all of the people left the, the food service industry or the hospitality industry are looking for work. So Starbucks is trying to jump on that. And honestly, I think that's a scam. 
because I've looked into it. And tuition reimbursement, if you're getting, let's say, 20000 back, it's only a $2 pay raise every day for like three years if they're going to keep you on. So you're better off asking for like 20 bucks an hour than saying, sure, I'll take 15 and the 20, 20 grand. But most people aren't like you and actually good at saving money. So they're going to be like, okay, <clears throat> they'll give me, because see, I, I just don't. I would have never thought to think about it that way. Right. I'd just be like, okay, awesome. This lump sum for my loans or for my, for, for school. Right. And yeah, I just wouldn't think about thinking about it that mm-hmm. way. So right. especially if they're forcing you to work there for like a certain amount of time. But see to me, like my philosophy would be, okay, I would do that as long as I'm planning to continue working there anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if, if my goal with that company is longevity, right then it makes it worth it to me because three years in the grand scheme of things means nothing. That's, I don't think Starbucks is a longevity position, though. That's true. But I see. But it mean. could be. I mean... It could be. You could move up. That's true. Unless like, there's like a little caveat that says if you change positions, it no longer would, applies. I don't think I they would do either. that. I doubt they That'd would do that. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but economists are watching closely in the next several months to see if a flood of people start looking for work again as covid concerns abate further schools fully reopen and unemployment insurance benefits expire the labor force participation rate should pick up further going into the fall another reason we've discussed this i don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast Mm -hmm. but 365 school oh yeah and we i know we've talked about it right so parents don't have to worry about the summer the child care issues child care having to stay home for work and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot another reason why it's a good idea absolutely again kids will never vote for us <laughs> teachers will never vote for us see i don't understand that i don't understand that because you'd be getting paid more but you'd have to work all year round trust me trust me they don't they won't like it i don't agree with that well, if your passion is teaching kids then i'd hope you'd want to teach the kids all year round and Teachers can leave mean comments down below. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a good conversation to have, but it's not one we'll, we'll have here. Um, now, we go on that tangent a lot, I feel like. We do. Uh, about half the states have already stopped giving out extra federal benefits, but a large concentration of unemployed live in states such as New York and California that have retained them. Okay, so that answers our question from before. Mm-hmm. So a large percentage of people who are unemployed who are still receiving benefits are in New York and California, which probably have some of the largest food scenes in the country. Mm -hmm. So probably plenty of jobs. Well, and like for New York, at least for the city, you know, I mean, Broadway's coming back soon. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there will be jobs recreated during, during that for like ticket sales. And, but it sounds like this is saying that, yeah, the extra benefits are getting in way in, in the way of, reducing unemployment because if you have new york and california which have a huge marketplace which would mean that they have a huge amount of jobs right especially jobs that need to be filled because of covid Mm -hmm. but they have the largest concentration of unemployment means that something is getting getting in the way because you have a lot of jobs a lot of unemployed Mm -hmm. what is getting in the way the unemployment benefits probably although i don't know how much the employment benefits would help in a, in, in like new york city mm-hmm. or even california or even california 
I mean, that probably Cost gets you through like a week. Yeah. But uh, jobs ga- job gains in June and May, meanwhile, were a combined 119,000 higher than previously reported. With this report, it feels like the labor market recovery has really found its footing, said Nick Bunker, economic research director of Indeed. Job growth continues to accelerate, and more workers are finding jobs or starting to pick up their job search. Today's jobs report shows the recovery continued to chug along undeterred, despite Delta's storm clouds on the horizon. The labor market recovery has picked up dramatically from early 2021 thanks to vaccine uh, distribution and stimulus from the government, said Chief Economist Gus Foucher of PNC Financial Services. However, employment is still 5.7 million below its level in February 2020 because the pandemic came to the United States. So, interesting. I think we kind of got one of our answer, uh, an answer to one of our questions. Which one was that? Um, on on which states are still experiencing the most unemployment? The ones that stopped the unemployment benefits or the, the ones that kept them? Right. It seems like the ones that have kept them. Yeah, for sure. Which, again, it's... I, my position has always been, if you were economically impacted during the pandemic, meaning you lost your job, not because you sucked and you got fired, but because, because you were, you know, kicked out of the job because you had to close down or whatever. Mm-hmm. You should have had your annual salary paid. There should have been no reason to hand out stimulus checks to people like you and I. Who we, did not lose our jobs. And we were not financially impacted in any way. No. You worked from home and I just kept working. <laughs> right. If you lost your job, you should have just been taken care of flat out for a year. Let's just say a year. Let's be generous. And then after that, maybe you had to find a job. But I, because I don't think it was helpful at all to give someone who went from making, let's say, $30,000 a year to getting, well, how much did they get? They got a stimulus for 1200 one for 600 and then one for $1,400. mm hmm I think it was supposed to total 2000 together? No. Let well, me do that No, math. 14 plus 12 was 26 plus 6 is, it's like 3200 Yeah, right. Right, plus then you were getting state unemployment as well. But still, that's not even a scratch to what you were making before. Mm-hmm. And that's for 18 months, not even a year. I th- That would have been the smarter way to go. And I yeah. think it would have been less money as well, because that's 3,300 times, uh, like, what, 300 million Americans? Yeah. You know, minus the top 1% or whatever. Versus It a would have at million. least been using the money smarter right. somehow. I don't know. I think there was a better way to do it, and I, th- I think that would have been the way. Well, didn't some countries just go ahead and implement, like, $2,000 for every citizen? Every month? Every month. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I say fantastic, but again, that could be too much for someone, and that could be not enough for someone else. Right, 2000 for, I don't know, a single person living in a, in a flat, fine. It's, it might be too much, but someone with a family wouldn't be enough yeah that's why i say it should have just been based on your prior years um what gross income from taxes and whatnot i mean that you would report on your yeah yeah no i i agree that definitely would have been a a good way to handle it Mm -hmm. and it's all right there we do our taxes every year it's not like it's not like getting the information would have been hard right 
Oh, and then you get laid off or your business started, your employer shuts down would be the same application process as Mm -hmm. unemployment. I mean, just probably a lot fewer letters that the IRS people would have to lick close. You know, they had to always concerned about that. They had to give a stimulus to, to a lot of people. That's a lot of, should we be licking letters in COVID times? Is that safe? I don't know. I don't think they ever said that that spreads COVID. Feel like the packages. I know they were telling us to wipe down the packages. Yeah. I think they said that once, and then we just kept doing it because I don't wipe no down fi- my packages anymore. Good. I, I still wipe down my groceries though. I think you're crazy if you're wiping down your packages. Mm, yeah, yeah, a little bit. For COVID, I mean, maybe you wipe them down just because you're well, afraid. Well, we're of still wiping down the groceries just because right. it it made us think about like, okay, yeah. We should be some, washing them anyway. Well, because we do the delivery, so right. somebody has to go and pick them out and then somebody has to bag them up and then somebody's delivering them to us that's a lot of hands to change through true and maybe they did spread covid but all i'm saying is they said it once they never released any studies to confirm or deny and actually there were a few studies um they actually went in because this is what made me start to feel safer like after everything started opening up was they actually did a study and i don't remember who did it or Mm -hmm. where or even the article that i read about it Mm -hmm. Uh, but if i remember and find it i'll link it in the comments i remember there was an article i remember and it came out and it said like covid could be passed not on cardboard but on bronze and silver (laughs) and like listed these different materials and now i'm just thinking like you've got people are just like what is this made out of (laughs) is this bronze oh my gosh (laughs) but no they actually went into hospitals and Uh went into covid patient rooms Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they went in after they had been, they had not been wearing masks. Like they made sure that it was unmasked right. and they had just been in the rooms. They went in, mm-hmm. they swabbed different surfaces and there was minimal actual virus living on the surfaces, like without any, I- any wiping down. And then if you wiped with like a Clorox wipe or something, it was almost none. There you go. So definitely they said not enough to pass unless you're like, touching it and then like licking your hand or something i know the youtube overlords are gonna try to take this one down because that could be misinformation it, it could be and i am 100 percent saying it, it could be what's one article about one study and i fully admit i don't remember when i read it or where i read it so well even if it is true i don't wipe anything down or even if it's not true i don't wipe anything down so. but i do wash my fruit when i bring it home well everyone should wash their fruit they when should. it comes home the grapes get all dirty people touch them yeah, i know I just don't like people. Don't just don't wash the bananas. Why not? There's no point. They have a peel. That's that's true. You peel it. That's true. That's appealing. Mm-hmm. But a watermelon makes sense because the knife goes through the skin into the, the melon. Yeah, yeah. So, so unless you're slicing your banana, I guess you don't have to wash it. See, I I do slice my banana. I think we've gotten off track. Well, a little bit, yes. Now we're just talking about your Instacart order. So, But let us know in the comments down below, are you worried about the economy? Are you excited about the economy? If you you find my article, let me know. Yeah, that too. Um, Yeah, so like, subscribe, comment. Uh, Ring the bell. Uh, Let us know if we know what the bleep we're talking about, or if not. We'll see you next time. See you later, guys.